Welcome to the Catholic Truth Podcast, where we teach and preach the truth of the Catholic faith without compromise and without apology. We want to give you high energy and non-boring Catholicism, where anyone at any time can come to know exactly what the Catholic Church teaches and why. We do apologetics, spirituality, other religions, our culture, and more. Most of all, we want to inspire you, inform you, and help you to know, love, and live your Catholic faith with purpose and passion. We are Catholic Truth. Hello, everyone. My name is Brian Mercier, president of Catholic Truth. If you haven't been here before, we do videos, podcasts, retreats, uh, literature, books. I mean, you name it, we do it. We try to evangelize the world on as many platforms as possible. And if you aren't familiar with what we do, check out our website at thecatholictruth.org. We're going to be talking about 10 ways that you can become a better Catholic, which means that you will be a better Christian, which means that you will be a better follower of Christ. And all of these revolve around three things, loving and serving God better, loving and serving others more, and loving ourselves and growing ourselves. And the first one is to give the most not the least. Many people just go through the motions. They do what they have to do. They see religion as a bunch of boxes that you have to check. You know, if I do this, this, and this, then I'm a good person. Then I'm okay. Then God will love me. And it's really just about performing and not actually having a relationship with God. And we give, you know, what we have to. It's kind of like a couple and they're engaged and they're in love and they're going to be getting married soon and they want to spend every waking hour together and they sacrifice even though they may live far away they sacrifice gas and they sacrifice money they sacrifice time just to be close with each other just to spend time with each other they can't wait it it's the longing on their heart just to be with each other and they can't wait to hug each other and embrace and just be together and it's the same thing with god we should want to have that thirst, that longing, that fulfillment, to give God the most, to give God our best, not our worst and not our leftovers. Not just, you know, if we have a couple minutes left at night, we'll pray. Not just if I finish watching TV and I finish playing video games, I finish doing everything I need to do, if I have time, well, I'll give that to God. It's about putting God first in your life and rearranging our priorities in making him first in our life, giving more. I mean, I almost flunked out of high school because I did the least amount possible. But I made dean's list in college and got almost a 4.0 in my master's program because I put a ton of effort into it because I wanted to do well. I went over and beyond what I needed to do. And so if we do that in the spiritual life, we are going to grow closer to God. So many people remain stunted. They remain cold, far away from God. They don't feel God. It's because they do the minimum amount. I mean, I see people walking in at communion time. I see people walking in during the creed, during Mass, and we wonder why the Mass doesn't change us. We wonder why it doesn't do anything for us, because we're not really putting everything in. If we give God our best, if we give Him the most and not the least, we're going to grow in our faith. Speaking about Mass, if you want to be a better Christian, you want to serve God better, then go to Mass better. Don't just go through the motions. Don't just do what we need to do. So many times we just repeat what we're supposed to repeat. We go through the motions and do what we're supposed to do, but it doesn't change us. We don't let it into our hearts. So I would challenge you, if you really want to grow in the Mass and you really want to grow in your faith, grow closer to God, serve Him better, show up early to Mass and leave late. 
Show up at least 10 minutes early because quite frankly, we're so busy. We have so much to do and we're running in and we're just getting there. And we're like, okay, we're trying to collect our thoughts. And then we're halfway through the mass by the time we're even like thinking about God because we're still thinking about everything else. So if you show up 10 minutes early and you try to quiet your mind, you quiet your heart, you put yourself in God's presence, open your heart to him, you're already going to be ready to be more prepared when the mass starts. You're going to be able to enter into the songs more, the readings more, and you're going to try to get more out of it. Speaking of which, that's another thing you can do with mass is try to get more out of it. Try to get at least one to two things each mass takeaways that you want to take home with you to try to work on. Something you feel like God's speaking to you, whether it was through a song or whether it was through the homily, whether it was through part of the prayers in the Mass, or whether it was through one of the readings. Take away something that you feel God was speaking to you and then go try to work on it. Make a resolution each week to try to work on one thing to grow closer to God. Really listen to the readings like you've never before. Pray and sing the songs and the prayers. Don't just say, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, and not even think of the words. Actually enter into the Mass. Work hard. Take notes on this talk. Work hard to enter into the Mass, to pray the prayers, to sing the songs, and to learn something. Maybe even bring a little bit of a journal. Write down in your phone those two things that you feel God's speaking to you, and one thing that you can take away and bring home and work on for the rest of the week. But I guarantee you, if you enter into the Mass and don't just go through the motions, you are going to grow closer to God, and you will feel more at peace with yourself. Also, I mean, this is optional, but I highly recommend staying for two to three minutes four minutes, five minutes after Mass and just praying. Praying to Jesus who we just received in the Eucharist. I mean, imagine going to somebody's house, eating dinner and not even saying thank you, but just leaving. I mean, that's pretty much what we do. We receive communion, the priest finishes Mass, and then we leave. But if you take three or four or five minutes and you just spend time with God, you're going to bring that peace that God gives you, and you're going to have it a lot longer throughout the day. So many times we just throw it away, but St. Francis de Sales says, if you receive the peace from God, try to hold on to it as long as possible and just be, I mean, treat it like gold, he says, that presence of God, and try to keep it throughout the day. Number three, and I can't stress this one enough, do spiritual reading. I can't stress this one enough. If you want to grow closer to God, grow in your faith, grow with yourself, do spiritual reading, some self-help book reading, all of it. I would recommend reading the Bible every day, or maybe a few times a week, one chapter a day at least, and just Think about it. Reflect on it. Wait. And as you're reading, think about what God might be speaking to you. If something sticks out to you or strikes you or, you know, just kind of pricks your heart in some way, that might be God trying to teach you something. So stop, reflect on it, meditate on it, and maybe think about how you can apply it to your life. The same thing could be said with the saints. We have many books on the saints over there, spiritual classics about how to live the spiritual life, how to love Jesus more, how to uh, suffer better. I mean, there's a thousand things we struggle with, and the saints have already overcome them, mastered them, and we can learn from their wisdom. And so do spiritual reading at least a few times a week. Read a couple pages, a few pages here and there, meditate on it, pick it up the next day or a couple days later, and do it again. This is indis indispensable. We will not overcome many of the obstacles in our life because we just don't think to it. Many of us don't have the deep prayer lives to let God speak to us and teach us personally. And so we go to these books where God speaks through his saints, where he speaks through his own word, and he teaches us 
about himself, about his spirit, about how to love others, serve others, about how to overcome anger and different things like that. If you want to grow in perfection, start doing spiritual reading. It's indispensable and you absolutely, 100%, if you don't do anything else, this will be one of the best things that you could do all year is to do spiritual reading. And if you would like suggestions on good spiritual books to read besides the Bible, check out our video on that. We have a whole video on our favorite spiritual books. Number four, go to confession at least once a month. The church tells us we have to go at least once a year, but if you want to be a better Catholic, go at least once a month. Why? Because you get to reflect on your sins more. You get to think about them more. You get to think about why you did them, how you can overcome them, and even if you want to overcome them even more, go once a week. St. John Paul II used to go once a week because he used to keep up on his sins. And don't just go there and confess your sins. Think about your sins beforehand. Make a good examination of conscience. Not just the sins, what did I do, but also why did I do it? How can I do better? And when I go home today, how am I going to be a better person and not sin again in this way? What steps can I take to overcome these sins? The more you can meditate on your sin and how you can overcome them, confess them in confession and let Jesus forgive you, heal you, and give you his grace, you're going to be a better Catholic and a better follower of Christ. Number five, speaking about sin, work on your sin. Work on yourself. This is an amazing way to be a better Christian, is to work on your sins. Most people, you know, make excuses for our sins. Well, you know, I'm Irish, I do this. Or I'm German, this is just me. Or I'm Italian, of course I have a temper. You know, you know, or I'm a guy, I just have those needs. I mean, you could pick any nationality or any sex, and it's like, we make excuses for our sins instead of overcoming them. You know, I hear guys all the time, oh, I have those needs. That's just an excuse for you not to work on that sin. I want to challenge you to go to town working on your biggest sins first. And in fact, St. Francis de Sales in the book Introduction to the Devout Life and in the book Spiritual Combat, another spiritual classic, says if you want to overcome your sin, pray about it often every day. Number two, offer sacrifices. Offer up your chores and those things that you want to do each day. Offer them up for the grace to overcome these sins. Number three, go to confession often, reflect on them, and really just offer up your rosaries, your chaplets, or offer up everything so that you can have the grace to overcome these sins in your life that are shackling you down or chaining you down, perhaps making you feel guilty. But work on a sin. Pick one, maybe two sins at the most, and start working on them. Over the next year, hopefully you'll overcome them. But the more you overcome sin, the more darkness comes out of you, the more room Christ has to come into you, and the more he will fill you with his light, his peace, his joy, his love, his grace and his strength, and his very divine life. Also, you will find yourself coming closer to God, having a better prayer life, a prayer life where God hears you more and where you come closer to him through prayer. So uprooting our sins is necessary. Matthew chapter 5 verse 8 says that the pure of heart will see God. So the more we purify ourselves, the closer to God we come. In fact, James 5.16 says that the prayer of the righteous man availeth much. So the more righteous we become, the more we let God transform us in his righteousness, the closer we're going to come to God and the more we're going to get our prayers answered and the more we're going to feel at peace with our Lord and Savior. The next one is to pray every day. Not every other day, not every third day, every single day. We want to pray every day to God. We want to give him our best. We don't just want to pray and go through the motions and do what we need to do. In theory, 
you know, we should be loving, I mean, desiring, longing for prayer. Just to pray, you know, okay, I got to pray. I mean, have you ever had that? Oh, I got to pray. Or, oh, I'm going to, I got to pray so I can get it done, so I can actually do what I want to do, what I want, I need to do. Oh, I, I have to do prayer, and then I can do what I want to do. But it's like, we need to make prayer a love. We need to make it our joy. We need to make it our desire. We need to make God number one in our life. So prayer shouldn't just be something we do. It should be something we want to do, that we desire to do, that we long to do. Because prayer is not just saying prayers. Prayer is a relationship with God at its core foundation. And if you're just saying prayers because you're supposed to or you think it'll make God happy, you're missing the whole point where prayer is a relationship with God and he's already happy with you. He already loves you. He's in love with you. And he wants that relationship with you. So when we pray, make it good. Make it deep. Try to really carve out time. Don't just, as we said earlier, leave it for the end of the day. Don't give God the least. Give him the most. Really pray the rosary like your life depended on it. Pray the chaplet like you really mean it. Read scripture. Meditate on it like you've never meditated before. I guarantee you, if you want to be a better Christian, it all starts with an excellent prayer life. We have a whole seven-part prayer series on our YouTube channel, so make sure to check that out. We also have a video on the dangers of vocal prayer and how people pray wrong and do it wrong and how they pray their whole lives sometimes and still don't feel close to God. So if you want to grow in prayer, check out our prayer series. And we also have a 12-part CD series on prayer, which you can get at our store on our website at thecatholictruth.org. The next one is serving others. Our goal in this life is to serve God and serve others. And it is in serving others that we become happy and fulfilled. One person went to Mother Teresa once and he asked her, you know, Mother Teresa, what can I do? Can I follow you? Please, can I go to India? You know, I want to I wanna do what you do. I want to find the peace that you found. Mother Teresa said, if you want to go find peace, go use the money that you would spend to go to India and go give it to the poor and you will find peace. Sell things you have and give it to the poor. Give to the poor often. And so this man did that and he said he found an incredible peace because because it's in giving, the Bible says, that we receive. Jesus said the most important commandment is to serve God and love him with all of our heart, mind, and soul. But the second commandment is like it, he said, and that's to serve and love others. When was the last time you went to a soup kitchen and just served poor people or a homeless shelter? When was the last time you went on a mission trip and you built houses or helped people in some way? When was the last time you went to a hospital and visited or maybe an elderly nursing home and you just talked to people who have no family, who have no money? to visit them. I mean, when we go out and serve others, Jesus says you are serving him. And when we give of ourselves, God is going to bless us in return. We don't give to be blessed, but we just are blessed in return. Those people who are the saddest in life, the most anxious, worried, lonely, they're never happy about anything. Those are the people the most who need to go serve, who need to get out of themselves and go see other lands and see other people. I mean, some of the people who have had their lives changed the most are the ones who have gone overseas to Haiti or Africa and have lived with the poor people and sat in the dirt and loved them and learned from them. And they come home and just see how much we have, how little they have, but they're so happy and we're not. So we learn by serving. And if you want to grow in your faith, serving is an indispensable part of the Christian faith and something Christ commands us to. It might be going to an abortion mill and just praying for the unborn. I mean, there's a thousand ways we can serve people. Maybe it's someone in our family who's sick and in bed. We can go visit them and talk to them. Again, a thousand ways. But I want you to think of some ways that you can serve God in the world around you and where you live. 
The next tip we have for being a better Catholic, a better Christian, following Christ better, is to offer things up to Jesus out of love. I mean, offer every moment of your day out of love. If you're working, before you start working, offer it up to God out of love. Say, God, I offer you this day. I offer you my work. You know, the good and the bad, I offer it up to you out of love. You know, whether you're just at home watching kids or whether you're doing chores, whatever we're doing, we can offer little, make little acts of sacrifice, make little acts of love to Jesus and give him our day. That way we're not just like, oh, I said my prayers, I'm good for the day. No, we're making our day about God. We're revolving our whole life around Jesus. We're giving him every part of our day and we're asking and inviting him in to our lives and asking him to be here with us, whether we're out on a date or whether we are, you know, out just playing mini golf or just whatever it is. Just think of Jesus for 10, 20, 30 seconds and invite him into that act. And especially when you're going through tough times, when things are difficult and you're struggling, you're suffering, you really don't want to do a particular chore. Uh, I know kids get really angry when their parents ask them to do stuff that they don't want to do, but you know, what does the parent say? Offer it up. Why? Offer it up. Make an offering to Jesus. If you don't want to do something, if you're suffering, if you're, maybe you're sick in bed, maybe you have the flu, maybe you have COVID, maybe you're struggling with something, but offer it up to God. Offer it to him as a gift saying, Jesus, you suffered out of love for me. I'm going to offer this suffering up out of love for you. I don't want to do these dishes. That's the last thing I want to do, but I'm going to make it a sacrifice of love out of love for you. And try to do it joyfully. Try to do it in a spirit of thanksgiving and try to do it in a spirit of love, giving to him as he gave to you. Now, you might not feel like doing the dishes, but he didn't feel like dying on the cross, but he chose to out of love for you. And that could be said for mowing the lawn, watching the kids, babysitting, whatever. I mean, we can offer up our deepest sufferings. If you're maybe even paralyzed, God forbid, in a, in a wheelchair, every moment you can be offering this up as a, as an, a love sacrifice and offering to God who offered his entire life up for you. And the more we offer these things up to God, the more he is going to bless us in return, the closer we're going to come. And this is one of the secrets of the saints and how they came close to God and stayed close to God even when everything was blowing up around them, even when there were waves and, and dark nights, you know, in their life, they still had peace deep in their soul because they never lost that deep connection with Jesus, who is peace itself. In fact, the Bible says he's the Prince of Peace. And it doesn't matter who we are, where we're at, we can have that peace when we are close to Jesus and we have that deep relationship with him. The second to last tip we have is to make a retreat. When was the last time you went on a retreat, a weekend retreat, or maybe just a day retreat? But time to get away, time to rejuvenate, time to re-jumpstart your faith or go deeper in your faith. Maybe it's a men's conference. Maybe it's a women's conference. Maybe if you're a youth, you go to a youth retreat or a youth conference for a weekend. I know there's youth camps for a whole week, but we need at some point to get away. This is so powerful to block the world out for a day or for a weekend and just stop our madness, stop our obsessive running around and doing, 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 and just stop to be with God and give everything we have to God for a weekend and let him minister to us. Let him heal us. Let him work on us. Let him strengthen us. Let him do what he wants to do in our lives that we often don't let him do because we're either too busy, too stubborn, too controlling, or we just run around doing all these things, but we never give up. I mean, I'm extremely busy doing ministry full time, but sometimes I just go away for a half day. I'll go to a retreat house or I'll go to a, there's an island nearby where you can walk around the grounds and I'll just sit there 
for three or four hours or walk around and just pray. I'll sit by the ocean and just read the Bible. I'll go into the little chapel they have there and I'll pray and I'll just, I mean, can you, it's just four hours of prayer with God sounds obscene and obnoxious if you've never done it. But for those who have done it, they know it's the best thing in the world. I went on a silent retreat once. And you're looking at someone who can't stop talking and talks for a living. But it was the most amazing thing. And I've never felt God so close. I mean, I felt like I could just bite like his presence. Like it was that tangible. I felt like I could cut it with a knife. It was right there. And I almost didn't want to go back to the world because it was so powerful. A retreat experience is exactly what you need if you were hurting broken, lonely, stuck in the spiritual life, going through dry times, don't know where you're supposed to be going in life, you need to get to a retreat. Call a convent, look up online, retreats, Catholic retreats, and try to find one. We do retreats here at Catholic Truth. We'll be happy to come to your church and give you a retreat. But do retreats. They're so powerful and they're indispensable for growth in this spiritual life. The last thing I would recommend is to learn your faith, to grow in your faith, to do reading every week, read blogs every week, or watch YouTube videos every week, or maybe multiple times a week, I would even say. Don't just do the minimum amount, remember? Do more. So watch YouTube videos, read Catholic blogs, study Catholic books, read Catholic literature, and learn your faith. Grow in your faith. The more we learn our faith, it becomes exciting. And it's like puzzle pieces going into place, and you see the whole picture, and it makes sense. And you're like, yes, I want more of that. And then you just, you want to learn more about God. God. You want to learn more about Jesus, the Holy Spirit. You want to learn more, more about the church he started, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. All just, it's like a, a thirst. You want the knowledge. You want the knowledge that comes from God that only he can fill. So learn your faith. Keep watching these YouTube videos constantly. Even go back and rewatch ones that have a lot of information. Take notes. Write them down. Start committing it to memory. Learn Bible passages. Pick up some books. We have whole videos about the best spiritual books you can read, the best inspirational Catholic books to inspire you in your faith, the best books to help you learn your faith and defend it. I mean, the best history books, the best books on love and relationships, whatever part of your life you want to grow, commit to growth. Not just, you know, in your personal life, you know, overcoming your temper, overcoming gossip, overcoming lust, whatever that is. That's important too. And in other ways, you know, I've been broken as a child. My family really abused me. How can I put my pieces back together? How can I become a better person? That's part of growth too. But also growing in our faith, learning the Bible, learning what we teach, learning why we teach it, and sharing it with others. Evangelization is a part of the faith. In fact, Jesus commands it. The Bible commands it. Our Catholic Church commands it. We have to share our faith with others. Not only learning your faith, but then going out and sharing it with others. Evangelization. Bringing people. To, I mean, we see movies all the time, and we're like, I love this movie. Go see it. I, I read this book. I love it. Go read it. Oh, you have to try this restaurant. I mean, we share with people the things things that we love. We should love our faith enough to be able to share it with others. And not in a in-your-face way where we're being a jerk or being mean or something, but in a way where we just love it and we can't help but share the good news with somebody else. So learn your faith, love your faith, and live your faith. That is why we exist here at Catholic Truth, to help you learn your faith, love your faith, and live your faith with purpose and passion every day. Check out our videos. Many of our older videos will help you to overcome sin, help you to love yourself, help you to grow in self-esteem, and we have a thousand different topics on different things. 
whatever you're interested in and growing in your own life, we probably have it. And if not, you can make a suggestion and perhaps we'll make that video. But uh, check them out. Please do your part to evangelize and share it with others. And in the interest in giving back, tithing, giving to others, please consider becoming a patron and supporting our ministry monthly. We need people to give $25 a month. We need a lot of people giving $25 a month, $50 a month, $100 a month, because this is a big growing organization that's growing rapidly. And we need to keep up with that. And we constantly need patrons because we don't exist without you. We're a nonprofit organization and you are the majority of the money we bring in. And the reason why we can make videos, do retreats, write literature, and really do the work that we do, save souls and change lives. So please consider giving back in that way to us. We want to thank all of our new patrons that we've seen over the last week. Thank you so much for your one-time donations and your monthly donations. We very, very much appreciate it. Thank you so much for being part of our Catholic Truth family. Please pray for us. We're always praying for you. May God bless you.